and we're back. It's Lucky Southern Devils podcast. Tyler, I don't know where he is right now, but he'll be down here eventually. <laughs> but, but um, my guest today is uh, JJ Murphy, right? Yep. So How's it going? <laughs> we just met today as well, all through Instagram. That's right. And um, but I wanted to get into it immediately because. Our friend, who was originally on the first few, if you go back, like the first few episodes and stuff of the podcast, Bobby Brown is all over all those. <laughs> right. The beginning of them. Back when Bobby Brown was a drummer. Yeah, now he's a, <laughs> well, he's a social media star now. Oh, man. That's, <laughs> that's what I wanted to talk about. Did you see that? Like, yeah, I did. I felt bad because I actually asked him if he wanted to roll on, was it last Friday? That was right before I saw the video of him hurting himself. So I was oh like, oh my God, dude. I told him I, I was like, I did not mean to do that. I'm sorry. I was like, dude, you need to like take advantage of this moment right now. You just became a meme. I was like, so you need to like boost your page and be like, start your own videos. Basically, I'm going to show you how to get out of this position, but you always like break a limb or like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he could be like the injured guy. Yeah. Well, he handled it pretty well, I thought. Just totally embraced. Uh, Oh, that's the way it. You know, he's a good sport. <laughs> Bobby's the best about yeah. that. Man. And he's, he won, so I mean, that's that's the typical Bobby thing, right there. Is like he won and he he did great, and on the victory jump. <laughs> Sorry, I should explain a little better. If people people who don't know, we have this friend Bobby Brown who used to be a drummer and part of Lucky Southern Devils, the podcast, and um, and he eventually quit playing drums to um become an mma fighter which then now he's been doing like grappling tournaments and he did like a muay thai fight and it's like two weeks ago or something like that something like that yeah, maybe like, even less yeah two weeks or a week ago uh bobby brown wins two competitions in a row in a weekend like and on his final one he he's doing a combat jujitsu where you're still grappling, but you get to smack each other, which yeah, I think is I, hilarious. <laughs> I'm not the expert, but I guess there's a few extra rules. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know all of but <laughs> I just think it's like hilarious and humiliating too. If like even if you just have somebody like in a triangle and you're just slapping, slapping them, them yeah. <laughs> like that's it. Like but so he wins the competition and then on his victory jump, he uh hyperextends his knee. And blows his shit out and falls on yeah, the floor. Yeah, it was all caught on videotape. Oh my god! It's yeah. So it gets filmed by somebody. When he first did the um, the competition, I saw him just put on his Facebook like, uh, "No more victory jumps for me." There was like no video. You right? Know? Yeah, that's what I. So <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. So I didn't uh, know what was happening. It's so good. And this, I think it's called like Jits Grips. Or, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. They ended up turning it into a meme where he gets like destroyed by a Mortal Kombat character yeah. with his knee. <laughs> And like, no, it's the best, man. Like the one thing that you learn, especially about like me and Bobby, like us hanging out or, or any of our friends around here is we're mean as shit to each other. Like that's <laughs> what we do, you know, but it's all in fun. It's all right, out of love. Sure. Like I love Bobby like a brother, you know, but oh my God, it's so hilarious, man. Like I texted him right after I saw the video. I went, dude, are you all right? <laughs> like, cause his shit just bent backwards, man. His knee. Yeah. It like, looks pretty painful in the video. Um, but we have a mutual friend, basically, we just discovered now, like through that old Bobby Brown, RIP to your knee, we miss you. 
but he's going to be all right. He's going to be all right. He's going to heal up. And I think he's starting a GoFundMe page. So For his knee? Yeah. So for the pre- surgery? Preemptive or? shout out for nice. ACL surgery I for see. Bobby yeah. Brown. Dude, but thank you so much, man, for coming on our, yeah, our well, little show. Yeah, thanks for having me, for sure. And um, I was going to ask you about, like, so how long have you been in Nashville? Um, just over five years. So I came here in uh 2012 to mm. do a master's program at belmont oh hell yeah and then from there i was in dynamo for two more years something like that mm. so it's kind of funny in some ways i feel like i just got to nashville yeah because yeah. i was in school and then right from school dynamo was on the road so much that was yeah, kind of was all like, i was doing you didn't get to even hang out here really right so much. i feel like yeah. in the last year when i haven't been on the road as much mm. kind of just doing my thing i've met more people in the last year than i've met yeah four years before that dude that's for me like instagram is and and i didn't even think about it before moving here basically but it was Mm -hmm. like around like two years ago like instagram helped me find all these people in nashville like able to connect absolutely like guitar players and all sorts of shit where now we're i just did it today where we got a gig and getting (laughs) people to get gigs all through instagram right because they'll see things and our bands or whatever will put up stuff. And <clears throat> it's like, I sometimes would feel, um, I guess I came from the school of thought almost like what the fuck is social media. And like, that's yeah. I was you know what I mean? Way. It feels like a narcissist, like wet dream, you know, <laughs> like to promote themselves every day. But, uh, Tyler Boone. Hey, sorry, oh, you're cool. You're cool. I, I don't, star. I don't have any headphones for you, but it's you're okay. you're in the room too. I'm cool. Here, so, you keep nice talking. To meet you. talking. Nice to meet you, Tyler. Talk in your mic for a second, Tyler. Okay. Uh, don't worry, <clears throat> I have a pause button. We're okay. We're, oh, okay. I can even like, and we're back. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? I can do stuff like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, he knows Bobby Brown, dude. Oh, what? That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, he does jujitsu with Bobby Brown. Yeah, he's you know beating I mean? me up several times, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I rolled around with Bobby like a couple times and I remember the first time doing it like being like all right let's uh let's go Bobby like see what you got and he's the strongest fucking he's, person he's strong, like, man. ever yeah, <laughs> like like country strong right like that yeah like big bull in a china shop strong right dude. like he threw me over I don't know I got to learn more takedowns but I remember he just grabbed me and threw me over yeah it felt like his whole body, so I don't know. I don't know enough about him or about Dude, it yet, but I tried to put him in a triangle and then eventually twist it into like where I had him basically in there and then twist to make it like an arm bar. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he rampage Jackson picked me up like with his fucking, <laughs> you know, like off the ground, and I'm like 270 pounds, and he's just like, <laughs> like. Um, he didn't slam me though. I was like, Bobby, put me down <laughs> right now. Like this is I'm not a fight. <laughs> you don't dude. have to try to get a hernia or throw your exactly. back out. Exactly. Hey, we're at a gym, dude. <laughs> like, but it was something, man. It was something. I was telling. We were talking about earlier, basically, with Bobby getting famous over the past weekend and all that. Yeah, I, was, I, the only match I went to was his first grappling match, and that was that was something. <laughs> he 
he did the no gi with like only one other guy who had happened to be competing in the gi tournament all day mm-hmm. and they didn't have anybody really doing the the no gi so bobby was the only one so this guy was like all right man and then Bobby goes in there, like trying to kill I'm him. Fucking kill you! <laughs> like he he literally was trying to rip the dude's head off. I'm like Bobby, this is like a family friendly event. <laughs> I wish you could have seen it, dude. It was like, like this guy. Yeah, he has like three people he's rolling with before, and then mm-hmm. Bobby's just like waiting in the corner the whole time, just warming up, like wait, I'm gonna fucking destroy this dude. And he's like, yeah, like hey, staring him down. Kids, like he's like having a good time. Like. Like, dude, this this seems like a lot more chillax than uh, you're approaching it, you oh, know? Yeah. So good. But it was so funny. And then he won, of course. Oh, man. So um, let me ask great. you about now. Like, who are you playing with? So my main thing right now is just my own project. Yeah, yeah. So I've kind of made that my focus, I don't know, last six months or so, mm. something like that. Um, have you put any music out yet? Or? Yeah, so I have one record out under my own name uh, called Familiar Frontier. Oh, hell yeah. Awesome. That's uh, on Bandcamp. I should probably put it more places than just that. <laughs> so I, I love Bandcamp. It's, it's, it's a great SoundCloud. always chill, too. Yeah, and... I got to get it on Spotify and iTunes. Yeah, and yeah. Just the whole thing. For sure. But I'm... I, gotta get better about that kind of stuff dude even putting this on itunes and all this was like a fucking hassle sure right? yeah and not just that you have to wait to be approved too oh right yeah and you don't even know when they're gonna yeah, answer it back that was the thing with dynamo i didn't have to deal with any of that yeah so i would just yeah. kind of get in the van show up to the gig you know that was it yeah 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 but now it's like everything i gotta do it myself <laughs> dude. um i saw a thing you put a post uh with string joy those mm. strings how do you like those strings Cause i like them they're yeah the ones i got uh so the guitar i put them on i tuned to open d flat mm. so oh, that's pretty cool. low you know? yeah yeah <laughs> for sure so the and I, I could never find something that was balanced do you have a 25 and a half scale uh yeah fender scale yeah, yeah. hell yeah um but they i just talked to them and they recommended i forget what the gauges are 14 uh, so the high strings 14, 19, 22, 32, 44, 64, I think. Oh, shit. Which are pretty big. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but you're playing slide, but I'm, too. And I'm yeah. playing, and it, they're tuned down, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Some of the strings are a minor third lower than standard. So yeah, yeah. it's pretty low, you is, know. Is that what that, that's an open D, right? That one yeah. was in open D, yeah. I just yeah. switched that back to, I was playing with, um, uh, little Joe yesterday just kind of hanging out with him um, and he had a guitar in open D with lighter strengths on and I was like man this feels pretty good mm-hmm. so, so I put flat wounds back on that and I've been trying D. to get into that I I, uh, I have my other telly there in open C oh okay and, um, like low open C mm-hmm. okay yeah, yeah yeah low C so yeah C G C G C E mm-hmm. you know and um <clears throat> it's cool but it's definitely um for me at least I I've very been very ignorant to open tunings like for a long sure, time. Sure, like, I mean, I'm, I was the same way until a few months ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was trying to sit here now and mess with that kind of. It's it's good at the same time because it makes you where none of your normal fingerings yeah, are it's, working. It's, so it's all gone. It helps, you know. Right. But yeah, there is part of me too where I'm like, yeah, but I love standard tuning or even just tuning down. Like I I also take my tell I usually tune it in C standard. 
Oh, okay. And do that. And, and just because I love, you know, I don't play like gent metal or anything right. like that, but I love low tunings, the yeah, sound of it. Something you know, about the them. I, I think like different guitars sound, I mean, it's all subjective, but there's mm-hmm. some guitar, like I think that Telly that I brought sounds, excuse me, uh, Rattlecaster by oh yeah Tim Rocco. But um, that sounds really good in open D. Then my parts caster sounds good in D flat mm-hmm. and... You know. And you play for Rocco Guitars? Is that a yeah? So I mean, he's a pretty small company, but he makes really good stuff. And a few of us are kind of his his crew. You know, yeah, yeah. It's like me, Alex Bacari, Sweet. Hank Bourne, um, <coughs> missing somebody. I think Casey Wozner has some of his mm. stuff now too. Mm. But uh, that's awesome, dude. Really I, uh, good guitars for sure. Where were they made? They're made here in Nashville. Awesome. Yeah, he makes everything. Like a lot of companies, you know, if you really look into it, it's like the necks are made in somewhere and the bodies are made somewhere else. Right. Then they're assembled in one location. But he <clears throat> he carves the necks, carves the bodies, all out of the same same lumber. So awesome. Does he make bases? He does. Yes. Awesome. He'll make anything you want him to. <laughs> okay. Check it out, dude. I really like. I guess because I also wanted to get um. Not more music nerdy, but I wanted to be a little more um, gear centric. We've been talking about that lately. Of just kind mm-hmm. of talking about because especially dude fucking Nam was last week, <laughs> and so like I want to talk about all the shit that's happening. But one of the things I heard this this uh, vlog basically, and somebody talking about with Nam, and they were talking about um, technology and how you know it's advanced greatly in the past five to ten years with. Um, amp modeling, you know, like Kemper and Axe FX, and they just released Axe FX 3 or whatever, and mm-hmm. extremely high processing power stuff. But what's kind of crazy is like you have all this innovative technology or new tube. Ibanez is doing this thing of like a, um, a kind of plasma tube basically inside Ooh. a pedal <laughs> to get a tube feel. And, um, but Part of it that's kind of weird is um, I, what I was listening to in this vlog was an engineering person to, or engineer engineering person. That's more of the cool way to say it. <laughs> and um, I was hearing them talk about basically what they were saying that um, the music industry with electronics is incredible and it, and everything, but it's about ten years behind the rest of any electronic like. Uh, um, application in other fields, basically, mm-hmm. like where you have all these innovators and former like rocket engineers and stuff, but they're still all trying to create basically vintage analog sounds, even right. with new technology. Right. And it's like, what if there could be a next step where we could incorporate sure. like virtual yeah. reality, like um, Image in Heap, where she has her gloves that can, she's like developing these gloves basically that with her hands and like voice can create music basically. Wow. And, um, like a modern theremin or something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But with like real, you know, um, customization of whatever notes and everything you're doing. So it's like, you could make like this hand, this finger do chords and this finger is like, you know, a kind of violin sound. It's, it's crazy. There's like videos on it and stuff, but I don't know. It made me think about that where because now I've been using this little solid state right. little pre it's a, it's got a small preamp in it. And so I can, I have my three band EQ and little things I can mess with, but I've gotten into using that shit. And, um, 
I just think it's like I I've always heard like solid state is bullshit right. and, and all this stuff, and it's like you're not gonna get uh, the sag and the the stuff with your hands and all these mm. different things. But I'm realizing now that it's just different, right? You know what yeah. I mean? It's just different, and um, I don't know. I just was thinking about like, what do you guys think basically about what could be? Did you look at anything with Nam? I guess I was trying to see um, what do you think would be exciting and new and innovative? Because honestly, what happened with Nam this year was there was a lot of cool pedals. Pedals have always been doing awesome, but. Mm. At the same time, really, the only thing anybody was talking about was this guy. I forgot his name, Jared, whatever. He's a YouTube guy, mm. and he had an eighteen-string guitar made for him, <laughs> and like, and it was like the talk of Nam, where everybody's filming it. The thing's huge. It's got you know like bass string, and then all these guitar strings, and then um, it's a uh, I don't know three different wood neck. And the whole top of the body is an actual piece of stone. Like, and it's, it's already, this thing is, I don't it looks like two feet wide. Like, I don't, it's huge. Right. And, um, that was like all anybody was talking about at NAM. And I don't know, I guess I was just trying to think about that. Like, where's some like virtual reality technology shit, like with music that needs right. to happen, you know, where's some crazy all we have so far is like the Fishman like synth things, you right? Know? And um, yeah, that's interesting because you know, like, think about a Telecaster. It's been the same for same exactly for what over fifty years, mm-hmm. right? It came out in fifty or fifty right. one, yeah, something like that. Because what the the Esquire looking thing mm-hmm. was forty nine. Is that right? I think so. Something yeah, like or that. fifty. It could have yeah, been fifty in the tele- either way. It's you know, something like that. Yeah, coming up on seventy years almost. Uh, it's basically exactly the same. Granted, I think the reason, because I'm sure if you look at like, especially I'm thinking like stuff in the '80s, like mm-hmm. everybody was playing a guitar that looked weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, or it looked yeah. Different, but now it's like everyone's playing tellies and strats and Les Pauls again. Because I think on some level like kind of just got it right you know like the ones mm-hmm. that stuck around is because it sounds good for it sure. works well kind of the same sense like i'm sure there's been saxophone technology or uh, technological advancements <laughs> but yeah, yeah. you know once you kind of get something that works you got it so hard to learn mm-hmm. how to play you gotta learn how to play it you know uh hey. hello hi where's the doctor upstairs <laughs> <laughs> Oh, a little puppy. Hello. No, yeah, I get exactly, and that's that's exactly right. Is we're basically like, if you got it right the first time, like, right. why try to fix it? You know. But that being said, I, I know what you mean with like, you know, nothing. There's got to be a new way to make an amplifier out there mm-hmm. that it just seems like a, you know, because like, yeah, all that anybody's trying to do is create. Basically, they want to make. Well, everybody's like either the trying to make or a, the yeah, axe the, effects right. exactly, and all they're trying to do is recreate like tube amp sound and right. that stuff which is great like i'm not even yeah. that's what i mean i'm not even hating on it or anything i think it's right. i want a kemper so i think, the, I think the coolest thing in the yeah. bass world is the the amplifiers have changed to be quite uh class d uh mm-hmm. that's what they're at now and they're super lightweight and they have because the mag- magnets are yeah, different and cool. stuff um that's so cool. they sound great and you know mm-hmm. they don't break your back so that as far as technology, as far as those are concerned, I'm. Uh, oh yeah, I'm yeah. pretty impressed with that. But Dude, there's this audio still, it's company. not huge. 
there's an audio company called Giovi, right? And the Giovi, these guys, they're basically trying to do that where they're trying to build amplifiers that can like play stadium level, like, well, stadium stage kind of thing where you can hear everything throughout and like not eating in ears, but it's like a five pound amp kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, that's great and that's innovative and new. I just like, I, I noticed it, especially at the last NAM where well, watching videos and all this stuff, I wasn't there. I'm going to be a summer name, of course, like I want to go, but <clears throat> um, the thing that I saw was basically that all the guitar shapes or all the pedals and everything was trying to create old analog stuff or basically recreate anything from the 50s mm-hmm. to 60s, you know? And yeah, it's like I almost, I don't even have an argument against that. It's more like I'm the 80s when you bring that up was a time that was like, let's do something different. Right. Now everything's lush with chorus and everything, you know, is big and rack mounts and all this shit like that. And, um, it doesn't have to keep getting bigger, but I, I feel like, uh, it almost felt like we were, I guess, stagnant. It felt like last year's Nam kind of thing is what I mean. Well, Chase, um, I'm here to surprise you because I've got the next greatest oh, yeah. idea for okay. guitar and bass technology. Okay, I'm ready. I'm okay, ready. so it's going to be stomp boxes or pedals. Okay. And you can even do like uh, vocal stomp boxes or keyboard, whatever you want to put a, a pedal, what you know, <laughs> instrument-wise, whatever you want to use that for. Okay, we'll make... Tamagotchi pedals, so you have to like take care of this little animal <laughs> inside the pedal, and as you take care of it, your sound grows, and you get mm-hmm. you get a total different sound depending on how you take care of it. So, if you want to be mean to it, you could you could you know turn it into an angry fuzz. You know? Yeah, that's how you get fuzzes. Is yeah. you beat your Tamagotchi. <laughs> yeah. like. <laughs> or or uh, you know, if you overwater it or something, maybe you've got a really wet course or wet reverb. Reverb. Oh, <laughs> this guy. See, so, you need to be at Nam right now. So it's like a toy and a, you know, great guitar tool. Honestly, I think that would be the funnest <laughs> shit ever. If there was like a Tamagotchi that you could literally like, yeah, take care of. And everyone And it's like an H9. <laughs> Unique, <so> I guess. <laughs> And maybe maybe you could it could be like H nine where you could download all the other algorithms or or uh, borrow somebody else's <coughs> character yeah. they created. I, don't know. <laughs> I I think that's great. In, it's it's kind of lame. It's kind of a joke, with. but but kind of. <laughs> oh no, I know, I know it's a joke, but still, I'm just saying, it, you know, that could still Believe be something. Me, if, somebody, about if somebody if somebody wanted to, you know, run with the idea and pay me for it, I'd be like, yeah. But if Imogen keeps means. making music gloves, I think I think you got a shot. Mm-hmm. I think you got a shot. Another thing I want to talk about is in uh in New York, they're creating this whole like even bigger like uh, Grand Old Opry. Uh, thing in Times Square mm-hmm. that's like its own like hard rock cafe kind of thing, but just for country music. In up in like Manhattan, you mean? Or yeah, yeah, and, and somewhere in Times Square, I don't know mm-hmm. exactly where, but um, that's where they're. I guess they're going to be doing that, and uh, it feels weird. But even though this is like somebody from New York right here, for some reason to me, it's still. Garth Brooks was the only Garth Brooks playing Central Park was 
I was like, oh, that was cool. But that's the only time I ever hear about New York people like liking country music. You know, right? What I mean? Well, I'm from upstate New York. That's true. And there's true. a lot of country fans. That's because it's York. more like woods area. Oh yeah. Shit. yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's all different trees. area. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, like Central New York isn't that different than Middle Tennessee. Really, outside of the city. Yeah. Well, I've always wanted to go uh, to that part of the state. I've only been to New York City. Yeah, no, that's a beautiful part. There's a lot of, it's a great place to tour because there's so many cities. Like, you can go yeah. from Rochester, Buffalo, Syracuse, Binghamton, New York, you mm-hmm. know, and work your way th- right through New York into New York State down into the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wow. Dude, that sounds bad. I, it's, it feels weird. I, that's what I mean. It's just to me, it feels strange when you see that of like northern people. Look. But then mm-hmm. London is like obsessed with country music right oh, really? now. Like London, England is like huge for country music That's interesting. right now. It's blowing up. And you have all these British people now like coming over here um, for like studio stuff or okay, yeah. just over there like all these new little, uh, I'm forgetting his name now. I'll have to like look it up later. But it's a dude I'm friends with on Instagram mm-hmm. and he just got hired to go play for a girl over in London. Oh, wow. really? And um, yeah, and it's it's straight country music. It's not any kind of like pop thing or whatever. And um, it's different, man. It's like it's growing so much, but at the same time, I guess the reason I brought it up was like, do you really feel that with this growth, is it necessarily like watering down the art form because of how everybody's been talking about in the past couple of years or something? Like, I brought up this noisy article just to show too, where even country music has almost just become its own like tourism industry sure, kind of thing, yeah. you know? And, um, it's like a character of itself. Yeah. <laughs> I watched it. There's a Johnny Highland, you know, Johnny Highland sure, will do yeah. like true fire stuff too, you know, right, okay. show lessons and his newest one that he just had a trailer for. He goes like, I'm going to show you Western swing. We're going to show, uh, um, what do you say? I'm going to tell you how to play over a train beat. And he was like, and yes, even bro country and then like went, in, went into this whole like luke bryan sounding thing wow. and it was like that's why i guess i brought it up is it made me think like oh that now it's like even in the industry they're like yeah we all hate it but this is right. what we do you know kind of thing like yeah it felt like this like and even this you oh, know no. yeah. kind well, of shit sturgill's a guitar player he used to have was oh, that's from who france just talking about oh that's who you're talking about yeah, okay. little joe. joe yeah oh okay yeah yeah. Yeah, he's well, a good dude. Wheeler Walker Jr. Uh it's funny. Wasn't he on uh or getting popular on like World Star Hip Hop or something? Talking oh, yeah, about yeah. talking about country bridges. Yeah, but and that's gaps. that's almost to show like um oh man, that was my favorite. Cause you know Wheeler Walker Jr. Mm. Well, um yeah, he uh he was talking about this thing where saying that uh <laughs> he goes my my uh, record sales last year have doubled because black people found out about me. That's the way he said it. And then you're like, what? And he showed it was. Um, he he has a song called "Fuck You, Bitch." That's his like you know hate song against a girl who broke up with him or whatever. And uh, Erica Badu reposted his video on her Twitter uh, okay. that was like, this is the greatest diss song I've uh. ever heard. <laughs> like diss track I've ever heard. Right. And um, and then her doing that, the shit exploded and Snoop Dogg then like found it and he's been reposting uh, wow. Willow Walker Jr. stuff. And it's like this, 
I mean, that shit's awesome. I yeah. think that shit's I love fun how he talks shit cool. about bro country all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I love is like somebody like him or even, you know, everybody talks about like Sturgill and Chris Stapleton and Jason Isbell and like mm-hmm. people who are like badass songwriters and like what feels like more of an authentic, like genuine art that they're presenting sure, to everybody yeah. is like really succeeding. And that's like sick. You know, it makes people feel right. positive. But then at the same time, the gap of the difference with like Dirks Bentley or mm-hmm. I don't even want to say Dirks Bentley. Let's say we'll use the main example everybody uses, Luke Bryan all sure. the time, right? It's like I'm not even hating on that guy because it's just like I don't hate on the Kardashians. They were just doing their thing mm-hmm. and then everything surrounded them and it's an indictment on the culture as to why they were so big, not them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was like... Everybody in America went, oh, I want to be like these people and like watch their lives. And Luke Bryan, the interesting thing is, is you'll see musicians like take a Jason Isbell song that's really good or Traveling Alone or something. Mm. And then the amount of hits that like a Luke Bryan music video has Mm. is three times, four times the amount. Yeah, easily. Yeah. And, um, it's almost like I don't even know. I don't want to stop it. It's not that it shouldn't exist, but why right. the fuck is the gap? <laughs> right. You know what well, I mean? You know, I, I kind of equate it to like. Hey, bro. Hello. You can buy like a really nice meal, you know, and you eat that once and then mm-hmm. compare how many people. I'm going to try to phrase this a little bit better. I guess what I'm getting at is like the people that absorb all the Luke Bryant music mm. you know i don't think they're audio going mcdonald's to, right like i don't <laughs> think they're going to music for the same yeah reason that somebody will go to the song traveling alone or for sure. elephant or something you know yeah it's, yeah in the same sense like i'm you know like i'm probably guilty of like i really like mcdonald's apples apple pies yeah yeah but that's definitely not the best apple pie in the world no, you know what i no. mean some baker would probably be like what is wrong with you man you know (laughs) yeah yeah no and exactly and that's what i mean where i'm not even saying that stuff shouldn't exist or even hating on it because exactly i like Mm -hmm. this stuff once in a while too or Mm -hmm. or like i love ridiculous trap music that's Mm -hmm. like just off you know what i mean like doesn't have any and i'm not even talking about the super big ones but like stuff that I'll I'll blare at the house or even like 2 Chains for example you know what I mean mm-hmm. 2 Chains originally was named Titty Boy and that's my favorite <laughs> thing ever dude like and wow. it's hilarious and it's like of course he is he providing anything that's you know whatever like deep songwriting or, or you know no right. but it's fun and it's right. like you know I don't need to be serious all the time about sure. music you know yeah but that's what I mean is sometimes you'll see, or or a better example, one time um, we had rehearsal last night and uh, we have these two violin players in our band. They're they're incredible. Mm-hmm. And I mention them all the time, like every podcast, because like <laughs> I'm so like impressed with these violin they're players amazing. that they play six and seven string violins with huge pedal boards and they're like mm-hmm. innovative players. But like I was having them one time show me the people they're into or like uh, mm. some of the fiddle players that they're like crazy about or that kind of thing. And um, the goat rodeo sessions, right? Yeah. With Yo-Yo Ma yeah, yeah. And, and all those bad motherfuckers. They're like the best at their instruments. Their most popular video has 
I think, 800,000 views. <clears throat> and then I put on Gucci Gang, right? And it has 400 million views. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, that's what I'm saying is the gap is crazy. Right. Like, yeah, you yeah, know? Absolutely. And so it's like, and, and I think it's exactly right. Like you're saying people will go to McDonald's easier than they will go to a steak restaurant or something right. like that. Yeah. But fuck, man. I guess for me, I, the reason I'm bringing it up is like, how does that make you feel for hope for the future? You know, because I, mean, I don't want to sound like a pessimist. Right. I guess I try not to get cynical about it. Yeah. Because a lot of people just, you know, they enjoy dumb shit. Like there's just yeah. nothing you can really do about it. That's and that's I think for we're sure. all guilty of it. Exactly. In different yeah. ways. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like titty boy. Like I was right. <laughs> or like I like cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I remember when I was a little kid, I went to a shoe shop and got my I can't even remember what it was called, like my shoe fitted properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it was such an art to it. And the it was John's shoe shop. They were telling me that they like they can't believe how people buy shoes now where you just walk in and try them on and you're good to go. And it kind of just it's like I think it's because now we're so accustomed to not having not knowing you can have a lot better of a shoe. <laughs> I know oh, it yeah, sounds ridiculous, yeah. but no, for sure. Yeah. But I and, think like, uh, yeah. That's so now, like you, I remember when I was in high school, I discovered, you know, like a lot of people, you get into more meaningful music. And I remember when I first heard uh, John Coltrane, I didn't know music could have that impact on. You know, like yeah, I don't yeah. think I didn't know it was that powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, they're just really far away from that because they weren't chasing it so they just never knew and i think the same goes for like movies and yeah you know tv shows like god like you put on because i you know i like most people our age probably we used to use like uh hulu and netflix and everything so you pick what you watch but when i'm home at my parents place my mom's just got the tv on or something i'm just like this is this show is terrible you know what i mean just like that it's like i can't believe that people still it's like, don't you know that you could be out there finding something, yeah. you know? And me and my sister finally turned around to like Hulu, and yeah, so yeah. she's out of that now. But it's kind of silly. But no, that's I very hope similar. I'm making some sense. But that, no, that's a, you made an exact like perfect point because it, it's the same thing where if you just have the TV on, I want to say people are ignorant, but not in a negative sense, but just right. ignorant where they just Absolutely. don't know about it, and yeah. it's like. Just like where people listen to radio, there's so many people. I remember my parents telling me they're like, "I just put on the radio, right, like, and whatever they're on fed, the way home, like, right? You know, yeah." And they're not looking to, you know, because when I listen to Jason Isbell, like we we're talking, yeah, like, some of those songs like they strike you to your core and exactly. make you question yeah. everything, and yeah, and you can't believe it's such a shared experience to know that someone else out there is feeling things on that level mm-hmm. and then when you at you know you can go that route with music or you can put on the radio on your way home and just make yeah. the the world sound a little bit more pleasant because there's <laughs> a nice beat you know yeah, yeah which is fine like i'm saying like you're saying i'm mm-hmm. not dissing that it's just you know like it's i was saying bummer, it's french it's fries bummer. versus you know sushi or something <laughs> yeah it's just I don't even know if that makes sense it's one of, <laughs> totally. no you're right and it's one of those things i guess it's like i almost think of how do we um not combat that i guess how do you expose those those other things the reason i was bringing up jason isbell or anything before is because 
it's like when I look at guys like that, it makes me go, oh yeah, there is hope for like sure. There's and and even in pop music, I'm not even. Uh, I think sometimes even when we talk about stuff like this on the podcast, people will take it as like we hate pop music, mm-hmm. and it's not what I'm talking about at all. Now Toby Keith being on Justin Timberlake's new album and shit like that because he wants to be like a country guy now and that whole thing, it feels weird. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> I'm not saying I hate it. It just feels weird. But um, I guess I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's, that's a new wow. thing. Yeah, yeah Toby Keith is because like, just Timberlake just came out with a new album. He lives in Franklin now and mm-hmm. stuff, and you know, and everybody's wanting to do country now. Even on the well, the fucking pop Nelly awards. started it. Nelly, <laughs> <laughs> I think about it over and over again. <laughs> but it's um, it just feels disingenuous, you know. And then when you have other people who you get a genuine feeling from it's like uh it's inspiring and it's great and um i i guess it's like through the internet i guess we hope that we get the exposure because youtube has helped so many people i mean look at even a band like snarky puppy where Mm -hmm. you know they of course are incredibly talented and, and play all the time but that that one dvd that they made the where are we now or i forgot what it's called Uh-oh. but it's like it's Isn't where it, the, we live here yeah it's something right? like that <laughs> something it's, like that yeah. what about now we live here maybe <laughs> i don't know but or, we like it here we like that's it here it that's is. what it is and that here. dvd <laughs> coming out being on youtube is another thing that helped them only like sure. skyrocket more right. you know mm-hmm. and um i enjoy that i enjoy that instrumental music is making a, a way back mm. but um yeah my long-winded point is basically just saying like what do you guys think about the future? Like, how would you necessarily like promoting your own album or anything? Like, what do you think is the best avenue to take now? Since um, it's not the days anymore where we can play clubs and there's an A and R dude in the back or anything right. like that. Or even record companies don't want to look at us because we don't have fifteen thousand Twitter followers or you know or anything. And right, how do you go about it? Yeah, I mean that's a tricky one because you know, like I'll look at my heroes and even the ones that are doing the best at what they're doing, you know, like we're saying, there's still a huge gap be- mm-hmm. between them and making, you know, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Gucci right, gang. Right. <laughs> but I think it's, you know, I was, I was talking, well, I think, you know, it's just about finding your audience and I know everyone mm. says that mm. and that's, but it is true, but it that's true. what I'm looking to do right now anyway. And yeah, it's like, yeah. if, if you're being honest about what it is you're trying to do and you just keep presenting it to people, enough people hopefully will like it enough to keep coming back. And I mm-hmm. think our generation in some ways has it easier because we have YouTube and yeah, yeah, Instagram we, we and everything. We can reach out to them. Right. Like, you know, you know I, I get people from all, like I'd start putting on these lesson uh, packets, I guess we'll call mm, them, like yeah, lesson yeah. videos and stuff. And it's, I think I've sold more in Europe than I've sold in the States and I've, I haven't been to Europe in 10 years and yeah. I've been playing a guitar over there. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. people finding it on Instagram and YouTube and everything, which is unheard of. Mm-hmm. What, like 20 years ago? Oh, you know? for sure. So I think, you know, we're lucky that we can get our music out into the world, but it's, you know, there's a whole lot of world and there's only <laughs> a little a bit of, of us. <laughs> and, and, and it's ever changing and te- technology's always changing too. So you got to right. be really creative with where you're spending your time to be marketing mm-hmm. or doing social media. Right. And there's like, 
dude, I, you know, cause I don't mean, that's what I, I feel like I'm the cynical one on this podcast because <laughs> I bring up this stuff to, cause I think about it and then I'll be like, what do you guys think basically? Sure. Yeah. But like, just like when I go on something as simple as garage band and you have all these loops and you can drag and then you'll realize like, Oh, so like anybody can be a DJ, not saying to be a good DJ. There's right. ones that do all that stuff. But if I wanted to, I could go be a DJ right now. Right. You know? Well, I think that's... Uh, well, my point is basically is like with the thousands and thousands of SoundCloud rappers and sound mm-hmm. of people like that, where us all having access to it is great and we're all reaching each other. But that's my point is it's a big room, big world, like you were saying. Right. And the competition... I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it does like overall lower the quality of, sure. of the entire thing. That's when, when there's, that's how Gucci gang got to be something was because all this SoundCloud rap happened and all these dudes that were like, yeah, I'm a producer now I'm going to make beats. And then all of a sudden it just, it did get picked up though. And then mm-hmm. every label was like, Oh yeah, here we go. And they just picked right. up every SoundCloud guy that was like, right. had thousands of followers right, and right. you know, all that shit. And, um, and but you know as long as we keep doing what we do <laughs> an attack dog. yeah i know <laughs> we're about to be attacked <laughs> dude um oh yeah we're about to have rehearsal here and <laughs> all that jazz but i in anything if wrapping this up man i just um i i really enjoy like you're playing and your page well, and like you, you reaching out on me and we're going to set up a show together. Yeah, soon. let's do it for sure. And um, one of the things I was going to say too, is even if you have any of your music or anything, I can also near the end here, put in a clip of it. If you want people to oh, hear cool. it or yeah. anything like that. But uh, I was going to say, do you have any, where can people get at you? Yeah. Um, so I guess the easiest way probably is just Instagram at Jay Murphy guitar. Um, then I have a website, jjmurphymusic.com, um, YouTube, JJ Murphy. You, you know, if you just put in JJ Murphy guitar on Google, yeah, I usually come up just everywhere sooner <laughs> than later. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And, um, and you were saying you have one album out now, right? Yep. That's out on Bandcamp. I'll get it up on iTunes soon. I'm just, it's like one of those things, like once you're done with it, you're just like, I don't even want to hear dude, this again. I know then. how it feels, dude. We, um, me and Tyler, our one band Voltachalk is now, our album's off to mastering. And, um, That's what you're saying? Congrats. Yeah, and, and we're hopefully, our first single should come out about April. Is That's that's where, because, you know, we're setting up marketing and mm-hmm. booking a tour and all that stuff, and um, which we're talking to Hailstorm, maybe, you know, about mm-hmm. touring it. And, <laughs> and, um, uh, and um so we're excited to show you guys that and I'm definitely gonna let you know when we're gonna release and everything. I just can't say any details right now basically, but like it's awesome. <laughs> uh do, we do have some upcoming shows though. What in April though? Yeah, yeah, and in March. We have some March. stuff in March. Um uh I don't remember the date of the the when's the family wash show? The March 10th, right? March 10th. We got March 10th, The Salted Dogs, which is actually the band where me and Tyler are about to rehearse with right now. They're in the room as well. And um, Jared and Dan Rosso. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Son and uh, father duo. And then March 17th, we also have at uh, the Cobra with Voltage Hawk and The Tip and... 
I don't remember and, who uh, else. Motley Crue and yeah, Metallica. It's going to be a big dick swing in time, dude. It's going to be awesome. And then on April 13th, we have also at the Cobra with uh, Lucky Southern Devils. And then the basement on the 20th with Lucky Southern Devils. So we're going to get out of here and get to playing. But thank you all very much for listening. And thank you, J.J. Murphy, for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, lady. Please enjoy J.J. Murphy, Ross McReynolds, Jesus on the Mainline. Thank you.